Please note that the information in this podcast may be outdated. For the most current and accurate information, refer to our website, BACB.com. Welcome to Inside the BACB, the official podcast of the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Inside the BACB. I'm Dr. Tyra Sellers, Director of Ethics, and with me today is Dr. Sarah Lichtenberger, the Ethics Educational Manager. Hi, thanks for the introduction, Tyra. And I'm so excited to share what we have in the works with everybody today. Me too. The purpose of this episode is to chat about some new resources that are available for certificates. But before we jump into that, I want to just take a minute to remind listeners that the BACB has a limited role in directing professional activities within applied behavior analysis, and that's because the BACB is a certification organization. If you want to learn more about those specific limits, listeners should check out episode 11 of Inside the BACB. In that episode, Dr. Carr and Dr. Nosek provide really clear descriptions and fantastic explanations about sort of the scope of the BACB's role in our profession. However, for the purpose of this episode, it is well within the scope of the BACB to provide guidance and support to certificants and others related to BACB standards, like, for example, our ethics requirements. Thank you for sharing that reminder. And I really like that they share the example in that podcast that might help certificants to think about the BACB as similar to a licensure body. Agreed. I think that's a good comparison. All right. Well, before we get to all the cool new things, let's kick things off by first reviewing some of the existing ethics-related resources that we have available for folks. For example, you know, we know that it can be stressful when you're trying to determine if you should submit a notice of alleged violation against someone. To help navigate those steps, we created a document that is titled Considerations for Submitting a Notice of Alleged Violation Against a BCABA or BCBA. It's a really long title and it's full of a lot of great considerations. It includes some critical points that people can think about um, when they're making decisions about whether to submit a notice and steps that they can take. It is a very long title, but <laughs> it doesn't mean that the document isn't super helpful, especially as you're preparing to submit your notice and compiling your supporting documentation. And we also have one for RBTs, right? Yeah, you're right. We've got an additional documentation that is specific to RBTs because those considerations in deciding whether to submit a notice against an RBT are slightly different than for a BCBA or a BCABA because they are required to have a supervisor. Now, if you need to submit a notice against a BCABA, you might consider looking at both of those considerations documents. That's an excellent recommendation. And you also did a fantastic podcast on how to address potential ethics code violations with others. So we know this can be a really tough conversation to have. And Tyra provides some great guidance for preparing to have those tricky conversations. So it's episode 10 of the Inside the BACB podcast. And give it a listen if you haven't yet. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I think having those conversations can be really scary. So I hope that that episode will be useful to folks who might be worried that a fellow certificate might have violated an ethics standard and they need to have that conversation. Another helpful resource that we have focuses on instances when certificates might need to self-report information to the BACB. 
So that is called the Considerations for Self-Reporting document. And it includes questions that can help folks determine if they need to even submit a self-report. There's a checklist with all of the necessary steps for prepping and submitting a self-report. So they can walk through the process using that document. I wanna point out all of the information contained in that document actually can be found in the November 2016 and the April 2017 BACB newsletters. But it can be really difficult to remember exactly where information appeared in past newsletter articles and not everyone prints them out and puts them in a binder like me. So we decided to house all of that great guidance in one spot for folks. Okay, so we have some resources available to support folks in reporting information to the BACD. And since we've got that covered, now we're gonna focus on creating resources to support professionals in complying with other BACD ethics standards. So Sarah, you wanna talk a little bit about how we kind of determined which things we should focus on first? Yeah, I can definitely do that. We looked at the data we have collected within the ethics department and identified specific standards and sections based on the most frequently reported code violations and potential violations. And this identified for us some areas where certificates might need support in order to be in compliance with the BACB ethics requirements. So these resources are being developed with the involvement of subject matter experts to support certificates. I love that we're able to use data to help inform which sorts of resources we need to create first. Can you tell us a little bit about the new and exciting resources that have just been published on the website? I would love to. The very first resource we have released is the Continuity of Services Toolkit. A toolkit is a PDF that includes relevant information, tips, and templates for people to use in their practice and share with their colleagues, hopefully. And so this specific toolkit provides some considerations for individuals as they evaluate the processes they have in place when services are interrupted, transitioned, or discontinued. It will walk the user through the steps of assessing, designing, implementing, and evaluating their processes. Great. So this applies to instances where a behavior analyst needs to stop services, discontinue services because a client is maybe not demonstrating progress over a prolonged period of time, uh, a client or stakeholder requests to end those services, or maybe an individual needs to leave their organization and has to transition services or oversight of that case to another certificate, right? Exactly. So there's a lot of potential examples but yes, anytime services may be ending or transitioning to another provider. It's also set up for situations when services might be interrupted for a brief period of time due to planned or unplanned events such as a leave of absence, extended vacation, injury, or unexpected decreases in staff. There are so many complicated situations that can arise, so I really like that the resource or toolkit considers events that you might be able to know about ahead of time and plan for. For example, my partner gets a job out of state and we need to move in a few months, or maybe I'm going back to grad school, as well as events that can't be predicted, like an illness or a client suddenly moving that's sort of out of my control. So we have specific ethics standards that address these situations. For example, in the Professional and Ethical Compliance Code for Behavior Analysts, there's 2.15 and 4.11. And then in the Ethics Code for Behavior Analysts that was recently published and goes into effect in 2022, we've got 3.14, 3.15, and 3.16. And those cover transitioning services, discontinuing services. So does the toolkit 
tie directly into those specific standards? It sure does. So while it does not specifically cite these codes in the toolkit, the idea is that it will provide an additional resource for when you're creating or updating your organization's policies and procedures related to continuity of services. As I mentioned earlier, we've identified areas that resources may be useful to certificates based on data collected within the ethics department. 2.15 of the Professional and Ethical Compliance Code for Behavior Analysts, which is interrupting or discontinuing services, is a standard that is frequently reported in notices of alleged violation. Hopefully, this toolkit will give people the opportunity to review their own policies and procedures or create them if they don't exist yet. Okay, so who is the toolkit for exactly? Is it for business owners? Is it for supervisors or clinical directors? Who should be using this? Yeah. This is for any practitioner providing behavioral services or who is responsible for the provision of behavioral services. We know that not everyone who may use this document um, will be in a position to be making decisions like changing policies and procedures, but we will have an obligation to make sure that the policies and procedures we need to abide by are in compliance with the ethics code. So we've included some considerations for having this conversation with your supervisor because we get it. It might be difficult or uncomfortable to have this conversation with your supervisor or employer. Yeah, I love that there are tips included for how to even broach the subject if needed. Okay, cool. So it, does this also apply to RBTs? There is actually an additional document with some specific reminders for RBTs, which I believe is called the Continuity of Services Reminder for RBTs. <laughs> so while RBTs do have an obligation to maintain commitments and minimize impacts on client services, the ultimate responsibility falls on the behavior analyst. So the Reminder for RBTs document provides prompts for RBTs to know the organization's policies and procedures and to also be aware of who to contact in the event of an incident that impacts their ability to provide services. So if you're a supervisor, make sure you share this with your RBTs. If you're an RBT, please share this with your colleagues. Sharing is caring, so I think let's just all share it. You know, I think it's pretty great that we have a resource that's specifically for RBTs around this content and just in general sort of acknowledging the importance of RBTs to our profession. So just to clarify, the toolkit is not meant just to apply to folks that are providing ABA services to individuals with intellectual disabilities. The idea really was to make the steps and considerations broad enough that they would be applicable to a variety of service delivery contexts. For example, folks providing organizational behavior management type services, behavioral gerontology, you know, working in public schools. Is that right, Sarah? Yeah, that's exactly it. The idea is that it's for anyone providing behavioral services in general. Perfect. Well, it also includes some other tips and sample documents in the toolkit that people can use, right? Yes, there are tips throughout the toolkit, including considerations for RBT and trainee supervision. And there's also a sample timeline for discharging or transitioning services. And then at the very end, there are checklists that can be modified with your company's logo and information that can be freely modified, used, and shared too. That's amazing. So what I hear you saying to me is that organizations or providers or a certificate can freely pull out those templates that are at the end of the toolkit PDF. They can add in their own information, their own logo. They can modify things so that the documents are relevant to their specific context. Is that right? 
They sure can. There's even a link to teach you how to extract the pages from the document in case you don't know how to do that. Well, I probably wouldn't know how to do that, so I appreciate that that was included, and I wish the toolkit was available when I was practicing. All right, so where can folks find this amazing toolkit? If they go to the BACB website, it can be found on the ethics resources page. I love that page. Well, that's fantastic. What other resources do you have to tell us about today? Well, the other resource that I have to share is the video on self-reporting. So this video provides information about why certificates need to self-report to the BACB, when they should self-report, what they should self-report, and how to self-report. It also covers some of the resources that are on the BACB website to support you when you're self-reporting, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, so they can use this video in collaboration with the Considerations for Self-Reporting document, right? Exactly. So we acknowledge that self-reporting is likely stressful for individuals, especially new certificants or RBTs who might be a little bit less familiar with the BACB or these types of processes. So I have to tell you, my favorite part of the video is that it focuses on providing resources for how supervisors can best support individuals when they need to report information to the BACB. It sure does. If you're a supervisor, don't forget that you should be available to support your supervisees if they find they need to self-report an incident. So check out these resources so you're ready to assist. And where can folks find this video? So this video can also be found on the BACB website, but it's in the ethics section under reporting to the ethics department. If you select the self-reporting button on the top of that page, you'll find the video. Fantastic. Well, these are some exciting updates from the ethics department. I'm really glad you shared these two resources with us. Just to recap, we have the toolkit, which is continuity of services, and we have the video on self-reporting. So I hope folks keep an eye out for other resources that we'll release in the future, like videos and other toolkits. And remember, the moral of the story today is sharing is caring. So once you check out these resources, we hope that you will pass them on to your colleagues. Yes, definitely. Keep an eye out for other resources in the future and share them with your behavior analyst friends, colleagues, people you're supervising and training, basically just everyone. Um, but that is all we have to share with you today on this episode of Inside the BACB. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Inside the BACB. Don't miss future episodes. Subscribe now.